Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you again for joining us. If I asked you to describe yourself, how would you describe yourself to me? What words would you use? If you, if you needed to use 10 words to describe yourself, what words would you use? Would it be, I'm funny, I'm uh, tall, I'm skinny, I'm outgoing, I'm an introvert? Well, I want to show you from the word uh, who you actually are. Uh, the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 15, it says, having abolished in his flesh, this is talking about Jesus, the enmity, that's what kept us from God, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances, for to make in himself of two one new man. So making peace. When, when Jesus died on the cross and he made it available for us to receive eternal life, what takes place is not just forgiveness of sins. The Bible talks about the blood of Jesus a lot, and the blood deals with what we did wrong. The blood deals with our sins. The blood deals with, hey, you know, two years ago on this day, uh, I, I did this wrong. The blood doesn't cover the sins. It washes the sins away. But Jesus' death, the cross, doesn't deal with what we did. It deals with who we are. The Bible says, I've been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. Why is this important? Because you become a whole new race of person, a whole new creation. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if any man is in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new and all things are of God. And so we read that and we think a new creature. And that's kind of a, a strange word. I, I wouldn't describe myself as a creature, but that's what, that word is cre- creation. So uh, obviously we know that thousands of years ago, God created G- Jesus and God and the Holy Ghost, all three together, created the earth. Let there be light, right? And then he formed man out of the dust and he, and he breathed into his nostrils and man became a living soul. And so man's three parts, spirit, soul, and body. But at salvation, God uh, made one new creation, and that creation is called a Christian. So I want to show you today the difference between a human and a Christian. Say this with me. Say, I'm no longer a human. I'm a Christian. All right. The Bible also says in John chapter 1, so this is the first characteristic of the non-human Christian. John chapter 1, verse 12, it says, uh, But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. When you got the term we use as born again, and for many people that, that they glaze over at that, but you had a second birth. You had a second birth. You were, it was like you were born again. Now, your body didn't change. A lot of times your mind didn't change that much, if any. And, but what did change? It was he's, he gave you a new heart. He put a new spirit or a new heart within you. Ezekiel 36, 26 says he's given you a new heart. And so it changes your nature. So I want to talk to you about the nature of being a Christian. If you will open up your heart and listen, I want to guarantee you these next 10, 11 minutes of listening will change your life. Some of you may need to listen to this twice or three times until it becomes a reality because this is the place that we operate out of. It's not enough just to go around trying to be a good Christian. There's power that comes in understanding who you actually are. Let me describe to you who you actually are. So the Bible says you haven't been born of blood nor the will of the flesh. You've been born of God. John chapter 3 
verse 3 and 5, Jesus said, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So we know we've had a new birth. Verse 5 says, except a man, Jesus said, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. And so we see here that we're born of God. Old things are passed away. All things are become new. And then we see that we're born of the water and of the spirit. What does the water mean? It means the word. First, first John 5, 4, for whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. So who are you? Describe yourself to me. Let me talk to you. First of all, you're a spirit. You're a born again spirit. Everyone who's not a Christian, everyone that's a human is an unborn again spirit, is dead, separated from God. You are alive, not separated from God. You know what the difference is between a Christian and a human? A Christian is is alive in the spirit and dead to the flesh. A human, non-Christian, is alive to the flesh and dead in their spirit. Dead being separated from God. So it's a reversal of roles. Where, where Jesus died, he died so your spirit could live. God would give you a new heart. You'd become a new race, a new creation. Not a human anymore, a Christian. I want to tell you that you're a spirit first. You're not a body. If you look at yourself, it's easy to see, okay, I'm six feet tall, you know, whatever it is, six feet tall, 175 pounds. I got brown hair. I got hazel eyes. I, you know, whatever it is. I've got a scar on my left hand. Your body is not you. Your spirit is you. You own, well, the Holy Ghost uh, (laughs) owns your body, but you're a steward of your body. And then you have a mind, you have a will, you have emotions. And so when you, if I ask you, who are you? I want you to see yourself as a spirit. Don't look at your body. Look at the spirit that's on the inside of you. Who are you? Well, first of all, you're born of God. You're born of the word and you're born of the spirit. So if I was to tell you, Humanly speaking, if I was to tell you without this conversation, but I said, hey, I wanted to tell you that you have the ears of a baboon, you have the tail of a donkey, you have, uh, you have the eyes of a eagle, you would say, what are you talking about? You've lost your mind. I'm, I'm a human. And so I want to tell you what a Christian is and what a Christian is not. Everything that a Christian is not, don't let the, the devil will try to describe you. He'll try to define you. He'll try to tell you that you're a failure. He'll try to tell you that you're just a sickly person. But I want to tell you from the word of God who you actually are, who this new species is. So when I say these things, I want you to say them with me. I want you to adopt them for yourself. This isn't speculation. This is Jesus Christ, the head of the church, through his word describing you. Ephesians 1. Blessed, verse 3, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Number one, I'm blessed. Say, I'm blessed. You're blessed by God. You have everything you need. Number two, he has chosen us before, in him before the foundation of the world. So number two, say, I'm chosen. You're chosen. You know, your parents may have told you that you weren't wanted, but God wanted you and he chose you. He picked you out for himself. Number three, that says that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. So number three, say, I'm holy. Man, a lot of people don't describe themselves as holy, but if God says you're holy, don't argue. You're holy. What does that mean? You've been sanctified. You've been purified. Your past is the past. 
And then what does it say next? It says, without blame. So say this, say, I'm blameless. You're blameless. Man, isn't that good news? You know, God doesn't remember your past sins. If you've repented, God doesn't remember your past sins. You know, there's a big difference. The Bible says in, in Romans 8, 1, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Condemnation comes when you sin. But you know what? That's not from God. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit convicts and convinces. And so the job of the Holy Spirit is to show you that it's sin and then convict you, which leads to repentance. Condemnation comes after you've repented. Condemnation comes where the devil beats you over the head for doing something. When you say, Jesus, please forgive me. Wash me in your blood. I'm sorry for sinning. Your guilt is removed. Mercy comes immediately. Mercy means you're not guilty. You're justified. The penalty of that sin isn't held against you. If you ask God, God, remember when I did this, even if it was a minute after you repented, he would say, I don't remember that. Because he said he separates you from your sin as far as the east is from the west. If you could go into heaven and see the record of your life, what would you see? You would see nothing that you've repented for because it's gone. So condemnation tries to come to keep you out of the presence of God. It's not of God. So you're without blame. Say, I'm blameless. Having predestined us unto the adoption. Say, I've been adopted. Say this. Say, I'm a child of God. I know you've heard that before, but do you know what that means? I'll tell you now. It says, to the praise of his glory of his grace, wherein he has made us accepted in the beloved. Say this. Say, I'm accepted. You're accepted. In whom we have redemption through his blood. Say, I'm redeemed. What does redeem mean? Redeem means he takes something and turns it around and makes it the opposite. So he takes someone who's a sinner and makes them someone who preaches and pulls people out of sin. Takes someone who's sick, redeems them, heals them, and causes them to lay hands on the sick. So you've been fully redeemed. The word redeem means bought back. And so it's just like if you go and you take a can of soda and you take it, or a bottle of soda and you take it back to the grocery store and they give you five cents right? Or maybe it's not the grocery store, recycling center, five cents. That's a redemption. You're redeeming the bottle for uh, money. If you take in a lottery ticket, the lottery ticket is redeemable, right? If you take in a, you take in a lottery ticket and you've got this small piece of paper by its own, it's worth nothing. But when you trade it in, it's worth millions of dollars because it's redeemed, right? God bought us with the blood of his son. He came after you and me with the blood of Jesus. He gave his son's life. Usually you're trading something and no one would trade in something of less value. If I had a car and they're like, hey, I'll give you a trade that in, redeem that for $100. I would say, you're crazy. This is far more valuable. But what did God do? He took his son, his son and, and sent him to the cross to die, to have something far less valuable, but something that he wanted. And that's the human race. And so you're redeemed. And it says we have the forgiveness of sins. Say, I'm forgiven according to the riches of his grace. This is Ephesians 1. I'm reading verse 8 now. Wherein he has abounded towards us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us the mystery of his will, that in the dispensation of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ. Verse 11, in whom we have obtained an inheritance. So I want you to see something very clearly as I wrap up this podcast today. Man, I could spend three hours on this subject. But you're not a human any longer. Shame is has no place. Shame belongs to humans. Shame does not belong to Christians. Why? Because there's no record of wrong. Ephesians 13 says, excuse me, 1 Corinthians 13 says, love is patient, love is kind. And it says, doesn't keep a record of wrong. God does not keep a record of what you've done. When you approach him in prayer, don't bring your past with you. 
once and for all, even right now, begin to rejoice that your past has passed away. There's no remembrance of it in heaven. God doesn't look at look upon it. He doesn't not answer your prayers because of your past. If you've repented for it, it's gone. You're a new creature in Christ Jesus. What else is foreign to you? I want to tell you that you're anointed. The Bible says that you have an unction from the Holy One. You have an anointing from the Holy One and you know all things. The Bible says the anointing that he's given you, which is in you. That's in 1 John chapter 2, that you're anointed. And so on the inside of you, you're perfectly anointed. Sick people, the anointing can't be sick. So just like shame is for humans and not for Christians, sickness is for humans, which is the children of the devil, and it's not for Christians. It's outside of your nature to be sick because the anointing can't be sick. And so understand first that power is released through your faith. Jesus said many times, daughter, go your way or whoever go your way. Your faith has made you whole. God uses your faith. There's a law of faith, according to Ephesians 3, that your faith, your understanding of who you are, has releases power to do, to do what the words intended. What do I mean? When I understand that sickness is below me, that when sickness comes, it's a temptation from the devil. I don't just say, oh, I guess this is part of life. No, it's part of life for the human, but it's not part of life for the Christian. Then what do I do? The Bible says, resist the devil. And so I say, devil, this is just a, a symptom from you. This is a temptation to be sick, but this is not for me. This is like a package showing up on my doorstep with my neighbor's name on it. Wrong address. You must have had me mistaken for somebody else. My name is not human. My name is Christian. Sickness, I'd command you to go in the name of Jesus. Body, line up with God's word. You belong to the Holy Ghost. Pain, come out in the name of Jesus. I'm a child of God. I got the anointing living on the inside of me. I'm, I'm territory that's owned by God. Other countries can't come in and put their, put their stuff in this territory. I belong to the kingdom of heaven. Sickness has no home. Shame has no home. Uh, depression has no home. Fear has no home. I'm no longer a human. I'm no longer subject to those things. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Jesus didn't die so I can live like an unregenerated human being. I am living as a son of God. I'm, I am the one in charge. In my spirit, I've been sealed. I've been given the authority of the name of Jesus. I've been given the power of the Holy Ghost. And bless God, I'm not staying like this. This sickness has no place. This anxiety has no place. This sorrow has no place. This unforgiveness has no place. Devil, you can't define me. I'm not who you say I am. If it's not true of the word, it's not true of me because I'm born of the word. If it's not true of the spirit, it's not true of me because I'm born of the spirit. And if it's true of the word, then it's true of me. If it's true of the Holy Spirit, then it's true of me. I am patient. I am kind. I am full of love. I am full of power. I am full of life. I am in good health because I'm a child of God. Devil, you don't get to tell me who I am. The Lord, my Father, tells me who I am. I belong to Him. I'm born of His nature. That's what we got for you today. Thank you for joining us. Again, many of you, and I say this because I, I understand how the devil tries to bring strongholds in people's minds. Many of you need to listen to this again until it gets down on the inside of you. Do you know who you are? And then feed it in the Word. 
I want to encourage you to do that. We love you. Thanks for listening. If this podcast has blessed you, please share it on Instagram. We will see you soon. 